I am Barrington Brennan, a counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist with your daily relationship nugget. You're listening to part two of excerpts I'm reading from the book I Would Marry You Again. I'm reading from the chapter entitled The Power That Negative Thinking Can Have. The Power That Negative Thinking Can Have. And I thought it would be great to read uh, just a few excerpts from this book, from that chapter. Um, and you can go to the nearest Adventist book center in the Bahamas, in the Cayman Islands, in, the, in St. Croix, in Belize, online, and purchase this book in English or in Spanish, and I think French also. I like to continue where I left off, dealing with emotional filters. Let us continue. These are mental sketches, that is, emotional filters, that function in all interpersonal relationships, but function with special efficiency in intimate relationships. According to Notorious and Markham, there are basically two, two types of filters. One is called blinded by love. This Filter function is the style of transparent lens that allow the one wearing them, usually boyfriends or girlfriends, or recently married couples, to evaluate favorably everything the partner does. It justifies their mistakes, laughs at their jokes, no matter how bad they are, praises their bright ideas, highlights their qualifications, and we could go on and on, but we will stop here. The other type of filter is blinded by hate. In this case, the lens are dark, and you can already imagine that uh, what goes on goes through the mind of the ones wearing them. It doesn't matter what the other person does or the good intentions of the other person. In the end, this person will see only what he or she expects to see. Shadows. Now, continuing with the example of flowers. If it were her best friend receiving a bouquet of flowers from her husband, can you, the reader, imagine what the most probable thing would be? The wife, in our imaginary story, would take off the dark lens and, and explain, exclaim something like this. What an affectionate gesture on the part of your husband to surprise you with a bouquet of flowers. If only my husband would think of something like that. End of quote. In other words, she would be ready to interact favorably the behavior of a stranger toward his wife, but not similarly behavior from her own husband toward her. In psychology, that would be called negative mindset. It is not a mindset or a filter that is a characteristic of a woman. No, something similar occurs in husbands. When we have been accustomed to looking through dark lenses at the actions, including the well-intentioned actions of our wives. How strange! During the dating phase, we either give our girlfriend or boyfriend qualities that do not exist, or we exaggerate the ones that do. We have eyes 
for only the good things. And the years, and as the years go by, the process is inverted. We have eyes for only the bad things. Notorious and Markham, these are two um, psychologists, have reason to state that the factors that bring people together, that determine whom we select uh, as our life partners, are not the good predictors of how the relationship will develop over time. End of quote. The problem does not end here. The negative mindset has a first cousin that can do just as much damage. It is called self-fulfilling prophecy. It is called self-fulfilling prophecy. One of the problems of negative thinking is it Power, its power to penetrate every aspect of the life of the one who entertains such thinking. We find another of its manifestation in what social psychology calls self-fulfilling prophecy, that is, the specific manner in which our belief create or forms realities. Okay? And so, when applied to marriage, this prophecy would function in this way. I have a knowledge of the type of person my spouse is. This knowledge influences the way I treat him or her. And this attitude will make me act precisely in the way I expect, thus confirming, therefore, my initial expectation. End of quote. Let's look at Lucy and Richard. Lucy thinks that her husband, Richard, is not all at all in affectionate. She would like to be paid more attention to, but he does not seem to be aware of his indifference towards her. To pay him back, Lucy decides to punish him with the whip of indifference, so she starts to ignore him. At this point, Richard can, cannot figure out why his wife is acting this way. Did I do something wrong? He asks himself. Is she not feeling well? Is she trying to tell me something? Finally, he decides to ask her. Are you ill, honey? No. Did you receive some bad news? No. Did I do something wrong? No. Maybe she wants to be left alone, Richard concludes. So he then decides to maintain a strange uh, or strategic dis distance until he obtains more information about what is happening. The results? Richard is once more acting indifferent, just as Lucy expected. That's prophecy fulfilled. Everything up to this point can be summarized in one simple but very important statement. We interpret the action of our spouse in a biased manner, that is, in a prejudiced way, because we do it according to the filter that our thoughts impose. This biased interpretation will do no harm if the perception of the spouse is a positive one, but it will put a nail in the marriage coffin if the perception is a negative one. Every new evaluation about the partner that is negative will reinforce the marital image or the mental image that 
you already have and will make it more difficult to find a solution for your marital conflicts. For the simple reason that you will already have found one guilty of those conflicts, your spouse. Now, add, add two more ingredients to the mix and the recipe will be complete for serious marital problems. One, the tendency for negative thinking is difficult to detect, especially for the person who is accustomed to thinking that way. And two, once the habit has been formed, it is difficult to uproot it. End of quote. What does research say in regard to this? It bluntly confirms the power of the negative of the negative. According to Beck, the essential characteristics that distinguish unhappy couples from happy couples is not so much the absence of pleasant experience, but the many experiences that are either unpleasant or have been interpreted in that way. From this point on, sessions of marriage counseling will concentrate more on reducing the negative between couples than increasing the positive. Well, that's the end of our excerpt reading for today. I will go with part three at the next session. I'm reading from the book, I Would Marry You Again. I am Barrington Brennan, doing my best to keep a smile on your heart. <laughs>